Welcome to the Woman Unleashed podcast. I am your host and coach, Kelly Kristen, and my mission is to have every woman know her worth, speak her truth, and unleash the fierce feminine power within to live life in full expression. If you are wanting to experience more joy, pleasure, deeper connection to your femininity, sensuality, and spirituality, you are in the right place. This podcast will give you the tools and guidance you need to transform yourself and life from the inside out. I am so happy to have you here. Now, get ready to unleash. Hello, friends. I am so excited for today's episode. And I'm giving you a little bit of an intro about what this is all about because this is a bonus episode. Today, you are hearing the very first astro chat on the Woman Unleashed podcast. And if we're talking anything astrology, you know that I had to bring in my girl, the expert astrologer, Raquel Reyes. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that Raquel came on and she helped us break down the eclipses that we were having back in July and I know gave me a ton of direction and insight and I had such amazing feedback on that episode from all of you that working with Raquel we've decided to come in and do astro chats about every new astrological season we're starting right now with Capricorn season I'm so excited I hope you're excited I know that you are We're doing something a little bit different with this too. We're going to be taking, so obviously Raquel is the expert. She's going to be like, oh my gosh, this episode is fire. And you learn so many things about Capricorn season and the specific transits and all that because, you know, she just knows her stuff inside and out and it's so good. But also you'll hear me um, take a couple listener questions and ask her live. So we're going to be doing that every season. So when, you know, the next astrology season comes along and you're following us, obviously you need to be following us. Hello, Instagram. You can catch me at Miss MS Kelly Kristen. You can get Raquel at astrology.with.raquel. And you can send us your questions. You can also email me questions, kelly at kellykristen.co, about the specific season. Maybe it's something really specific to your chart. Maybe it's just something in general that you really, really want to know. But we are here for you. We are here to make this easier and to give you insight into all the beautiful things that astrology can do for you and your life. So I am so excited to be doing this and to have this as a lovely new little bonus on the podcast for you guys. And if you do not know Raquel, like I said, I gave you her Instagram. You need to be following her. She's absolutely amazing. And she also is so good at what she does. And she has a beautiful program that's coming out that I think is enrolling actually right now that is an astrological business and life accelerator so it's really for those high achievers and entrepreneurs that are really wanting to understand how astrology affects them in business and to also help you through the eclipses the first mercury retrograde of the new year and all that jazz so if you want to check that out i'm going to put the link for her in the show notes and now i hope you are ready to learn 
all of the goodness that Capricorn season has to offer you in your life right now. I'll see you on the other side. How excited are you for the first Astro Chat? I am super pumped because like everything, divine timing, there's so much to talk about. So we are just right on time with this. Yeah. And we decided we wanted to start for Capricorn season because, um, well, one, I just need to learn about Capricorns because (laughs) I know nothing about Capricorns. I feel like I know a lot about other signs and I feel a lot of placement in my chart with other signs, but Capricorn, like, I don't even know where it is in my chart. I don't think I know any Capricorns and watch. I actually have some friends listening and they're going to be like, Kelly, I'm a Capricorn. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like if we kind of look at it, um, you know, they're like in terms of famous people, for example, like celebrities, we all know and love them, right? Mm. There aren't a ton of famous Capricorns. So like even in the public eye, um, you know, it's not a sign that like Leo or, you know, Sagittarius, for example, needs right. to like be out and be seen. So it's, it's interesting oh. that you say that. That is interesting. And I feel like maybe because I have such a big and bold personality that I might not be drawn to people that aren't kind of on that level too. So why don't we start with like, just talking about what the heck even Capricorn season means, like, and what are the characteristics? Cause really this is about like, you don't have to be a Capricorn to listen to this. This is about how the energies in the world are playing with you and how you can use them to your advantage. Right? Yeah, of course. And I mean, in the astrological calendar, every sign has its own season. So uh, Capricorn season this year is December 21st through January 20th. If you have your birthday between those dates, you're a Capricorn. But yeah, like you were saying, even if you're not a Capricorn, you're still living in Capricorn season. And the themes and the energies, if you subscribe to astrology, are going to be themes and energies that might play out for you personally. So it's always really good to be conscious of it and to kind of pay attention so that ultimately we can enjoy it and use it to our advantage or to learn or whatever it is that we happen to be up to. Yes, I love that. And so what are like the overall things that we need to be aware about with Capricorn season right now? Yes. So with Capricorn season in general, it's, you know, around the holidays, it's the new year and Capricorn is ruled by the planet Saturn. We call him daddy Saturn around here. And he is the proverbial father of the Zodiac. So he's bringing in lessons and structures and responsibilities. And I think it really lines up with the um, calendar that we have where like New Year's is always the time that we start talking about New Year's resolutions and we start thinking about structures and we start thinking about the order of our lives and all these things we want to change or that we want to do. Or it's like, what's my goal for 2020? You know, this is big Capricorn energy. So we might even Mm -hmm. just subconsciously be already in that vibration But astrologically speaking, and this year, this is a really important Capricorn season for us because we have some intense eclipses that we're about to experience. And we have a Saturn-Pluto conjunct that we haven't had in a really long time. Um, You know, 1983, 1947. These These are serious transits. And December, Capricorn season, where we're at right now, Um, you know, it's really kind of telling the story or beginning to tell a story that's going to unfold for us in 2020. So this is a Capricorn season that you especially want to pay attention to. 
Wow. And I actually never really thought about that. Yeah, because it is, it's so funny how it just lines up and like these things that you never think about are really all in astrology. This is the time of year where everyone's like, you know, that sort of reflecting on what did I do this past year and what am I going to do and structure, right? Oh, yeah. That and that's every single year. Gosh, this makes me love astrology even more when I find out like these little things. (laughs) Yeah, there's these tiny little snippets of resonance where you start connecting dots and you're like, yes, I'm super into that. And that's my favorite part of astrology too, is like when you can connect the dots on your own. So it's like anytime I talk about it, and even in this conversation with you, it's like I just highly encourage everyone to enjoy your own interpretations and your own experiences with it. And, you know, we say all of this to be a guide, not that you're like stuck or sentenced to any of this energy that we're talking about. Um, You know, free will is, is half of it. It's astrology 50% and then the other half is free will. So it's like what we do with this energy is our free will and that can be exciting or scary. (laughs) Right. And I think too, if you're somebody who maybe needs a little structure, um, especially if you're somebody I feel like who's doing a lot of transformational work or working on yourself a lot, it's nice to almost use the, like the astrology season as a guide of like, right now I'm working on this because it's working with the energy of the universe rather than feeling like you need to change 50 different things at once or do all of these things at the same time, which I think a lot of people who are really into personal development can kind of get stuck in that trap. Oh yeah. And I mean, I am a lunar Capricorn. Um, (laughs) My moon is there in the second house of money, material wealth. So I definitely get a little caught up. But when it comes to the astrological seasons, I always just say like, it's a vibe. So Capricorn season, it's a vibe. What's the vibe? All right, some structure, some hard work. It's a little sobering. Okay, cool. Like I can get into that. Mm, I love that. So let's talk about the eclipses and how to utilize them. And it's funny because this really is resonance for us because the last time that, the first time I had you on the podcast, I was like, I need somebody to talk about the crazy eclipses that were earlier this year. And now we're back for another round. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's just so karmic because um, I was thinking about that as well. And in your chart, for example, so like my moon is at 25 degrees Capricorn your Mars, your planet of action is at 27 degrees Capricorn. So technically speaking in our synastry together, our moon and our Mars are like linked up in Capricorn. So it's literally like about taking action, talking about feelings um, coming through (laughs) in like a very Capricorn way. So again, divine timing, here we are. (laughs) Um, And yeah, before I dive into the eclipses, I also want to point out um, to kind of piggyback on what I just said was um, we all have Capricorn in the chart somewhere. So even if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'm not a Capricorn sun, so it doesn't matter. It kind of does because Capricorn governs some part of your life. So even if you don't have a planet there, it's still governing a house and bringing energy to that area of your life. So houses in astrology are areas of life. So we've all got this Capricorn vibe somewhere. And that's the part of your chart, AKA part of your life that you know, Capricorn's coming to do some work and it does start with the eclipses. Um, we come fresh out of the gates in the Capricorn season with an eclipse, which is kind of intense. It happens on, um, Christmas actually, or the 26th. Yep. Depending where you live. And it's at four degrees Capricorn and it's a solar eclipse. Um, so this is like definitely coming out of the gates with a bang. (laughs) (laughs) Um, eclipses are, 
karmic feeling. And what they do is they activate the nodes of destiny, which right now are in Cancer and Capricorn. So they come in sets, um, they work on an axis, and what they essentially do is they really kind of shake our foundations and they work for our greatest good, for what's best for us on our highest path, higher selves, higher consciousness, what our souls came here to do. And so sometimes we definitely stray from that, like, hello, we're human. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so what the eclipses do is they really kind of bring us back home to that mission and things that are not in alignment with that mission will sometimes get a little shaken or rocked or we see things that maybe we weren't realizing or things are revealed that help us make decisions that, again, put us a little bit closer onto the path of that mission. So the eclipses will definitely create some changes. And sometimes they're internal changes. Sometimes they're exterior changes that change the trajectory of your relationships, your career, your life. And I think that that's why there's a big fear surrounding eclipses. Yeah. But I like to demystify it because I had some severe eclipse energy happen to me in 2017. That was really tough in the moment. Like, I literally think that I was, like, crying with, like, my arms up, like, wah! Um, <laughs> We've all been I, there. <laughs> yes. And it, it was so hurtful, and I just didn't get it. And after time unfolded, I saw the lessons, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that absolutely had to happen. And looking back at that time in my life, that's really, truly when, like, some big changes happened that if those changes didn't happen, I just wouldn't be here today. So with the eclipses coming out, it's definitely important to, well, not only be kind and gentle to each other, because a mm -hmm. lot of us are going to be feeling it, but to just remember, like, there's a process and to make peace with the process. And eclipses don't make changes that weren't going to happen anyway. So really, right. they just speed up time. It's inevitable change. So if you experience the eclipse and something big happens, just remember that, you know, we're in storylines and these eclipses are a storyline that we've actually been experiencing since 2018. And oh, wow. yeah, if you want to go even further, you might want to think about like what was going on in your life in 2016. Um, astrology, like real astrology is all about linear time and it's basically just like recognizing patterns. Um, so for me, like 2018, an example would be like the way that I worked was really different. Um, my values were really different. And then how I disciplined myself, which is very Saturn, was definitely different. Um, I was just like crazy, like a party person, free spirit. Like I just didn't want to be tied down or anchored by the burden of responsibility. Uh, and that has since changed, you know, it's, <laughs> we all have like I can't our tell little... you how much I feel that. <laughs> yeah. It definitely still comes out once in a while, like, you know, um, but yeah, we're all in like a personal evolution. Like that's kind of what I've noticed with astrology and anytime I chat with someone and open up their charts and it's a beautiful evolution and it's like some days are good and some days are just shit. Um, and it is what it is, you know, like it's, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, the eclipse, it's like, I'm not, I don't want to like report like, oh, it's going to be a beautiful manifest. No, it's, it's not really none of that. It's just, it's here to do its job. And I like the eclipses because I'm enchanted by them because I think it's really fascinating that like the luminaries, the sun and the moon can do this. Like how cool that yeah. they can almost change their form and turn into these things called eclipses and like energetically change their form. That is, um, 
of what we feel. So like a new moon is generally time to manifest, but when it's eclipsed, we don't do that at all. It's literally changed its energetic form. And I just think it's a really cool part of astrology. It is cool. And really it's like, you could use them kind of strategically to your advantage. Like if you know that there's some things that you want to change, like, and really utilizing the, the energy to be like, okay, I'm going to surrender to this energy and just, yeah, all that stuff that's not alignment, please fall away. And instead of, it's like when you're armed with the knowledge, instead of maybe trying to fight it or push back and be like, what's happening? It's like, you just get it. Okay. I asked for this and now I can just let it go. Oh yeah, totally. And what you'd want to do also, if you are, if you have your natal chart, you'd want to look to see where in your chart you have cardinal signs at four or five degrees. So the cardinal signs being, of course, Cancer and Capricorn, but also Aries and Libra. So if you have planets at four or five degrees in any of those signs, you're going to be having a lot of action for the Christmas eclipse. Mm. And you want to see? Chart. What do I got? I'm looking right now. I'm like, <laughs> do you want me to? Do you want me to tell them? Okay. So, the first thing that I'm noticing in your chart is that, like, um, you know, your Saturn is at two degrees Capricorn, and so it is within a six degree orb of influence. So it is possible that this eclipse for you um, could bring up some father stuff. And mm. um, ultimately, what's really cool in your chart is that it connects into your Jupiter beautifully, which is in the eighth house. That's the house of mystery and the esoteric. It's the house of intuition. So having your Jupiter in that eighth house is really expansive. So it could be that you, you know, loosen up some restrictions that you might have within your own self in terms of how spiritual you let yourself be. Or Mm -hmm. if you've ever felt like, Hey, I'm a little psychic or I want to get tarot cards or I want to dive deeper into astrology that eclipse might shake that loose for you and create some energy there. So sometimes, yeah. And like with this eclipse happening in Capricorn, because it's father energy, what I want to offer is that we might feel actual situations or circumstances with our actual father or father figures, but it could also be an inside job where it's just about our own, how we father ourselves and our own senses of responsibility is it doesn't always have to be the external world. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, but astrology is as above, so below. So it's the micro and the macro. And, you know, we, we just want to kind of let it play out and then just be honest with ourselves about, is this an issue with the person outside of myself or is this an issue within my own self? Totally. And I love that you brought that up. I find that I'd say most people that I work with in a close context have some sort of issues with their masculine energy, with that father energy, whether it's some sort of, you know, just a really disempowered masculine energy or where they're so far into the masculine energy that it's like overbearing in their life. There's a lot of imbalance I find when it comes to that energy. So I think that that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious how you feel about it because, um, you know, you have four planets in the sign of Capricorn. Um, (laughs) yeah. And so, um, you have Uranus, Saturn, Neptune, and Mars. And I'm just curious how you feel because for me with a moon in Capricorn and anyone listening with like sun rising moon, uh, heavy Capricorn placements, I do think that like we tend to be masculine by nature. So for me, like I love providing. Um, I really like when I'm out with my partner, like I get this strange satisfaction out of being like, I'll pay for it. 
Like, I don't know what it is. Cause like, honestly, sometimes I don't even want to. And I'm like, why did you just do that? Like the hell? Right. I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't have that. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you want to take care of this for me? Great. Damn, I need to, I need to get on that, but um, I will say that's learned for me though. I think for yeah. a long time I was, you know, when you're just not conscious about yourself, you don't, you, you just are, you don't know why you don't know, you know, it's just kind of how you are. I do feel that I was really disconnected from that feminine energy, from that receptive energy. And that's been a learning process for me. And then it was sort of like, once I figured that out in my life and how much better it makes my life, I almost feel sometimes now that I default a little bit more into the feminine and I have to like remind myself to pull back into the actionable masculine traits. Yeah. I have a question. Um, did you feel like your shift into the feminine and maybe like, um, that nurturer being open to receive or just goddess energy? Did you feel that shift happen for you in like November of 2018? I think the whole year of 2018 probably. Yeah. Because you had, um, just looking at your chart and anybody, um, listening, the North Node of Destiny, which is connected to the eclipses, of course, the nodes are where we start talking about like spirituality and the soul in astrology. And so the North Node, um, November 2018, that's when it moved into the sign of cancer. And that was the same day that all of those women got voted into Congress. Um, and wow. it was like, yeah. So <laughs> November 2018, you know, depending on where you have cancer in your chart, for you, it was happening in the 10th house of career. So it was almost kind of like this calling to, you know, get some recognition in that realm. And in doing that, you know, you'd learn a lot about yourself and your own feminine energy. And, you know, the nodes are really cool. And that's where the eclipses are happening. They're happening on the nodes, the node in oh, Cancer wow. and the node in Capricorn. So when I say like daddy Saturn and like make these jokes, like I make a joke because it's like, we want to laugh about it because honestly, like mother, father stuff and those wounds and like reparenting and all of mm -hmm. that, it's intense work. Like it is. this is a hard axis to be on. I'll just say it. Like astrology is not always like puppies and rainbows and like, it's just not. not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just not. And it's just like, you know, that stuff can maybe be a reprieve as you do the heavier work. But yeah, it's, you know, I think a lot of us, especially Pluto and Scorpio generation. So those of us born between um, 94, or I'm sorry, 1984 and 1995. Um, you know, a lot of us kind of, I believe, going into a more evolutionary astrology space where we talk about the soul. I think a lot of us were born into like some generational patterns. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's a lot of us that have answered the call to be a healer. And there's a reason why. And in, in order to be a healer, you kind of have to feel. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I think definitely a lot of us who are especially into like the healing realm or we feel spiritual or we are very emotional. <laughs> yeah. This is an intense ecliptic axis. It just, it really, really is. You know, that actually just made me think of something because how you were saying, oh, maybe this is going to pull me into more of like, I've had these gifts that I haven't been maybe really honing in on. And just the other day I was in meditation and I got this thing and it was like, Kelly, you are such a healer and like you don't own that part of yourself and like even the work that I do with my clients it's like 
healing deep core wounds. And like, you know, I don't think that that comes across a lot of times just because I haven't owned that within myself in that big way. And I almost feel like, oh, maybe that's, that just kind of clicked because it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, to, that's kind of like really been the theme for like the last few months for me is like, okay, you need to own this. You need to own this. So maybe the eclipse is here to be like, come on, bitch. Like, let's go. (laughs) What are you waiting for? Well, you know, what's also interesting about your chart is uh, your North node of destiny. So like what your soul came here to embody is in the sign of Pisces. And the, this is like a little hack, but (laughs) basically if you lean into the energy that is suggested by your North node of destiny, the universe will provide. Um, I have this North node as well. And it's our North node is sometimes our greatest challenge because hello, it's new to the soul. So it's Mm -hmm. not going to be easy. Um, but for people with North node in Pisces, it's literally like, if you just slip into the healer role, if you just, if you're just spiritual and you just like, let yourself do that, the universe will provide, like the money will come, the things will happen. But you know, with an Aries sun, it might be a little tough for you to slip into that because it's just, it's different energy. So, um, you know, looking at our own North nodes is really important, especially for success, especially for success in business. Um, because at the end of the day, the more you are off centered to your nodal destiny of fate and what your soul came here to do, every eclipse is going to rock the shit out of you. And it's just, you know, we want to just start looking at the chart and being like, what is here? Right. Gosh, I think I love that because it's really just like a map for you. Where would people um, get their charts? Like if somebody is like, okay, I want to know where I have Capricorn. I want to dig into this more. What's like a really good place for people to go and get their chart? Yes. And I'm so happy that you asked this. Um, So we want to have a wheel chart. So when we go on apps, certain apps, um, co-stars, stuff like that, um, I just wouldn't personally. and it's like not to shade them, but it's full shade. Like it's just not a good resource. So honestly, if you're looking for your chart, you can go to astro.com and get it for free. Um, in terms of, you know, programs that are um, going to give you a lot more, you know, there are software programs that professionals use. Um, and those are, you can use those as well. You probably won't necessarily know how to read everything, right. but if you want to just get a free wheel chart that can show you transits, you're going to want to just go to astro.com. And, um, you know, it's a great place to start studying as well. Beautiful. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. And that's how, I mean, how I started was literally just getting a free chart and just kind of trying to understand a little bit of what is going on. And I just found that so helpful. Like I remember the first time that I read my needle chart, even a little bit, I was like, how do they know me so much? Yeah, totally. Totally. And so, yeah. So if you have your chart and you're looking for this eclipse happening on the 25th, you're going to want to see where do I have four degrees Capricorn? And do I have four degrees in any of the other signs that are involved here, which would be Cancer, Aries, and Libra. Um, And then just, you know, do a little bit of studying, look at what part of your chart is being activated. And ultimately with eclipses, uh, one of the other reasons why I love them so much is because they're actually just an invitation to do nothing. So Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we can look at our charts for sure and like kind of piece together a story. But at the end of the day, because the eclipses are karmic, 
things are just going to happen uh, with or without our provocation usually. So on eclipse day, I like to just sit back and chill and just kind of let it be. I am all about that life. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, okay, well, why not? And it's going to be the holiday anyway. Um, you know, and for anyone listening to this, who maybe your family situation is a little bit triggering, um, you know, the holidays aren't like a jovial special time for every single one of us. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really ignorant to think that. And so, you know, just to anyone listening who does have like a little bit of a tough family situation, um, you know, just try to be open to the energy of the eclipse and just see what it's trying to reveal to you. Yeah. And so for you, you said that you're a Capricorn moon. Yes. So would this be affecting you like at an even greater level because of that? Um, so the, the um, lunar eclipse that we had in July was almost directly conjunct my natal moon. I'm 25 mm. degrees. That one was 24. So that one was really intense. Like it, um, the abridged version is basically it took me back home to um, be with like the mother's, my mom's side of the family. Um, and my grandma got really sick and ended up passing. My mom, my grandma, and I are all lunar Capricorns within like a two degree orb. Wow. Um, so for me, that one was really intense, uh, really kind of hit home to like family stuff. And so this one in particular, the solar eclipse, it's at four degrees Capricorn. So it's, you know, it's not necessarily going to like rock me like the other one. <laughs> um, but no matter what, if you do have heavy Capricorn placements, you are going to feel any type of planetary shift or movement. And um, we're going to have so much Capricorn energy coming into Capricorn season. Like it's not even just the eclipse. Um, you know, a couple of days after the eclipse, we have our communication planet Mercury moving into Capricorn on the 28th. So I like this movement a lot because I think the, Capricorn eclipse is going to kind of reveal some things, show some things to us. And then we have an eclipse that's going to happen a couple weeks later, which is going to be on January 10th. And so the three weeks between eclipses, that's when the most karmic shit happens. That's mm -hmm. when we really want to just like pay attention. So the solar eclipse is the first one. It kind of comes to like show us, to reveal stuff to us. It's a solar eclipse. So it tends to be about the exterior world. And then the three weeks happen. And then by the time we get to that lunar, which is on the 10th, that's the more emotional aspect, the inner aspect where we're like, okay, I saw what I needed to see. How do I feel? What do I do now? Um, and yeah, Mercury moving into Capricorn. I really love it for anyone who is like an entrepreneur, running a business, working in media. If you're a writer, Mercury in Capricorn is talking about mind and intellect and it's joining Capricorn, which is the moneymaker of the Zodiac. So I oh, think there's nice. a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. I love Capricorn season and I know I sound so biased because it's my moon. Um, but, but ultimately I love it because it's really productive. And if we can manage the stress of it all, which we can, um, you know, there's a lot that we can come out of Capricorn season with and Astrology of 2020 in general is just batshit crazy. Really? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, one thing I really want to chat about is a pretty big transit that we have coming up. Um, it's right after that second eclipse. And that second eclipse, I guess that might be a good place to kind of stop really quick. Uh, the second eclipse that we have is in the sign of Cancer. 
So again, it's the mother and the father, cancer oh, Capricorn wow. axis. The one on the 20th, or I'm sorry, the 10th is at 20 degrees in cancer. And this lunar eclipse is really intense. Um, like, I don't want to scare anyone, but I would say like around the time of January 10th, like it's going to be really important to have a pretty stable support system, um, to have people you can call, um, a therapist, if you're into that, an astrologer who can help you navigate what this is. If you're into that, um, you know, meditation practices, it's just, it's a volatile eclipse. And I say that because I'm, you know, certain there's so many women listening to this and a lunar eclipse in the sign of cancer is going to hit women differently than men. Right. Well, and I mean, just the, you know, the mother wounds, like we were talking about, they're a little bit different than the father, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I had somebody say this to me one time and it just kind of blew my mind. It was like, you know, you were an egg inside of your mother when she was you know, being raised by her mother, who was an egg inside of her mother. So it's like the connections that we have on through the mother line is so intense. Yeah. So yeah. to have an eclipse kind of throw into the mixture of that, yeah, really getting that support. Because I think, I mean, gosh, for so many people, I mean, and I think we need to kind of just drop any shame around this because I've never worked with one person who hasn't had some form of issue with their mothers in some way, right? It just is. It's just a thing. It's life. And so it's like, okay, knowing that ahead of time and just, yeah, having that backup plan to just be like, hey, I have friends I can call. I have somebody I can talk to and they'll be totally okay if I have a breakdown for and cry for 10 minutes or an hour, three, whatever, right? Yeah, it's, it's just going to be a lot. And this weekend itself that we're talking about with this lunar eclipse, you know, that's on Friday. On Sunday, that's when we have the uh, Saturn-Pluto conjunct that everyone's going to be talking about. I'm already seeing it on, you know, the kind of pop astrology memes or whatever. It's already starting to surface. People are already starting to talk about it. Um, We haven't had this transit since 1982 and the time before that was 1947. So Saturn and Pluto coming together in the sign of Capricorn, they're coming together at 23 degrees. Mercury's conjunct Saturn at 23 degrees. Mercury's conjunct with Pluto at 23 degrees. So where do you have 23 degrees Capricorn in your chart? And, Mm. you know, it's interesting because the eclipses kind of shake things up and Saturn, Pluto, I believe will come to really just, there's a lot to, there's a lot of layers and there's a lot to digest, but if I could kind of give an abridged version of what I think people could sort of expect would just be change and transformation. I think that a lot of truths might be revealed to us, which can be tough, but I think that those truths will serve as the catalyst to necessary change. And I think that a lot of us might be closing some doors, ending some chapters, tying up some loose ends. um, And I think only you listening will know what that means for you. Right. Wow. That's crazy. So that transit comes what? Like every... 40 years. It, yeah. And I mean, Saturn and Pluto are their outer planets. And so they take a really long time to transit. Mm. And when we have that second eclipse, the lunar eclipse in Cancer, on that same day, Uranus is going to go direct, which has been retrograding in the sign of Taurus since August 11. So, you know, Taurus energy is about foundation 
and the senses and comforts and it's the material world it's value and money so you know mm. i would say if there's been a money story going on uh since summertime or since even 2016 2018 this could really be the time these eclipses could really be the time that we get to the end of that money story or we just end it or we just rewrite it or whatever it looks like. And, you know, I know a lot of people I work with are definitely kind of wrestling with this same money story that has been really almost seemingly unable to evolve. Mm. And, you know, wouldn't be surprised if it has something to do with the male feminine energy in your life, in your chart you know, this is the right. ecliptic axis that we're on. So does your money story correlate to how you nurture yourself and how you discipline yourself? Like, does that have something to do with it? Um, I think these are important questions we could ask ourselves. Beautiful. So what I'm hearing of like this time, really the themes are like doing this and really kind of understanding, I think your own masculine energy and how like that's showing up in your life, structure in your life, productivity, and then sort of honoring the wounds of the masculine and feminine within yourself. Yeah. And I think also for Capricorn season, I think that it's okay to be a little selfish at this time and take the time that we need, take the space that we need. If there are friends or even partners that we need to take a little bit of a pause from so that we can go inward and gather what we need. Um, it's okay to do that. And who cares if it's the holidays? Like if you need space, you need space. There's a lot to figure out. A lot yeah. of stuff is coming to the table for us to look at, to analyze, to work through. And, you know, slow and steady wins the race. I think that this Capricorn season, sure, we might have a lot revealed to us and it might feel like we need to make these instant changes. But at the end of the day, like all successful creations are coming from a really stable foundation. And so we can look to Capricorn season as the time to build that foundation. Beautiful. And so we also have a couple reader, reader, because we are writing right now, listener <laughs> questions about Capricorn season and Capricorns yes. in general. So I want to give a little shout out here to at Noel underscore Harmon, who says, why does everybody seem to dislike them? And why do I never feel matched? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this just reminded me super randomly. I went on a date, like when I was single last time, with like the hottest Capricorn ever. <laughs> and I was like, this is it. Like, <laughs> he's, it's my moon sign. He was like, I'm not even kidding you guys. He was like 15 years older than me. It was like such a daddy Saturn. Like I was like, wow, like daddy issues. Hello. Um, <laughs> but he was so hot and I was so available for it. And I actually, funny enough, I assumed going on this date would be an instant connection because he's a Capricorn. That's my moon. And of course we all have cap in the chart somewhere, but I kind of felt maybe something a little similar to uh, what Noel was saying where it was maybe, um, sort of a difficult time connecting. Mm. And what I want to say about Capricorn is that like, okay, why, why do a lot of people not like them? I don't think that that's true. <laughs> um, it sounds like maybe, Noel, you just don't like Capricorns. <laughs> um, it's not a we thing. So when it comes to astrology, we really want to be conscious 
of stereotyping and just try to make sure that maybe we aren't using our own experiences or opinions based on one person or situation as like this whole generalized thing. Um, It could be that maybe you just had a bad experience with one Capricorn who could have had like a Scorpio moon and that could have been, you know, might not have even been the Capricorn in that person's chart that you didn't vibe with. And that's ultimately what it comes down to. When we feel that we don't connect or vibe with someone of a certain sign, it's generally speaking because wherever we have that in our own chart is a part of ourselves that is underdeveloped, um, under-simulated, not Mm. acknowledged, needs some work. So for me, for example, with on that date, um, I had a hard time connecting to that guy because he was actually showcasing to me the very strong aspects of Capricorn that my lunar Capricorn was suffering with at that time, which was my own, my own structure, my own responsibility. I was almost kind of looking for that outside of myself, which is not the Capricorn way. (laughs) Right. Um, and that's why I think ultimately I felt a disconnect. So yeah, I would just say like, we want to just understand that we have all 12 signs somewhere in our own charts. So do you really not like Capricorns or do you just not like that part of yourself? It's an important question to ask. I feel like there's a mic drop on that because yes, right. It's one of those things. Anytime we're having that sort of reflection with person like, Oh, I don't like this person. I don't like that. It's like, that is a direct reflection on you. And what a beautiful way to really link it up with astrology. Cause it's like, you can almost pull out that the characteristics, like you were saying, like, okay, you know, maybe Capricorn, a typical Capricorn would really annoy me because I totally resist structure and I totally resist like the responsibility of taking care of myself. And it's like, yeah, those people annoy me because I don't like that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely worth looking into. Um, if you ever feel like you do like the sign stereotyping and I think it's kind of like, on a certain level, it's funny, right? Like we, yeah. we bring, try to bring levity to it. We're like, ha, 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 she's a Gemini. She won't shut up. But then it's like, okay, but look at your own chart because you're a Gemini somewhere in life too. Right. It's like, oh, Gemini's for you is in the eighth house. Okay, you also don't shut up about astrology. So it's like, you know, so we always really just want to like look at like, okay, where do we have it in our own charts? But I like that question a lot though because I think that sometimes – when we don't like a certain sign, we don't like that season. Right. Um, my partner has an ex who's a Capricorn and he doesn't like Capricorn season. And I'm like, okay, boo, but like I'm a Capricorn moon. So you just, you, uh, the universe brought you like a repeated pattern for you to work through your Capricorn issues. Right. <laughs> Cause like, that's my heart. So. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love it. Okay. And then we're going to have another listener slash reader question. (laughs) (laughs) It's all the same thing, right? Right? We're we're reading right now. Everyone listening to this is also reading. So exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this, I'm totally going to butcher this name, but it's at Nathalie underscore Grana. Granja. I don't know. I'm sorry if that's not how you say your name. I do apologize, but they ask, how can we use Capricorn season to buckle down and get momentum in our business? So also absolutely love this question because Capricorn season is the time to buckle down in terms of momentum. um, You know, to be honest, Capricorn is very pragmatic. It is very practical. It's very intentional. And 
when we're talking about momentum, for me, I think a little bit more of like the fire signs, right? Like mm -hmm. Sag and Leo and Aries. So I don't know that I would so much look to Capricorn season as a means to gain momentum. Rather, I would look at it as foundation, structure, the building blocks. How can I make sure that stuff is good and situated? And how can I systemize my business or my life? And how can I integrate things that work for me, not against me in terms of planning, schedules, hiring, firing, money stuff? I would just focus a little more on like grounding into all of that. And then, you know, if you need momentum at this time, use things, um, outside of yourself to gain that momentum. Maybe don't rely on Capricorn energy for that, but like whatever makes you feel charged and motivated, whether it's um, traveling, dancing, um, intimacy, whatever it is for you mm -hmm. that gets your momentum going, do that. But astrologically speaking, this is a time to like get down to the nuts and bolts and figure out what the hell is working, what's not working, and let's like keep it moving. Beautiful. And I think it's a perfect time of the year to do that, right? Like finish out December with a Capricorn, like this is what happened, this is what was, and this is the plan going forward in the new year. And I think, I mean, if you're looking for momentum, it's like just the energy around, you know, the new year is so beautiful. Like when you actually take a hold of it and really are like, okay, this is, this is a new year. It's fresh start. Like the earth is turning over. Let's do it. Right. And I think that that there's oh, yeah. your momentum. Yeah. And we have the eclipses. So it's really cool that we have them both packed into Capricorn season. So, you know, we're going to be able to step into the role of observer. And another thing that I love to say during the eclipses is like, this is kind of crazy, but it's like universe surprise me. Like <laughs> show me, <laughs> show me what I'm not seeing. Do your thing. You know, I'm here for it. And I always just remind myself that like, you know, God, source, the universe, the cosmos, whatever you believe in, um, whatever that force is, if you believe in one, I really feel that like, there's never anything that's brought to you that you can't handle on some yes. level, on some level, there is like that little fighting spirit inside of you that gets to emerge. And as situations emerge and things come up, especially during eclipses, we get to explore a lot of different depths that we don't explore as we're just going about our day, the daily grind in business, blah, 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 blah. That's why I like eclipses because it's like, come in and make me shooketh and let me see what I do or what I'm capable of. Because sometimes we need to show ourselves that. Absolutely. And I'm so with you. I feel like every challenge or hard time that we go through. It's like that all that is, is here for us to grow from it, for us to show us really and, you know, propel us into that powerful person that we came here to be. Right. And it's like, if we didn't have those experiences, we wouldn't know how powerful we are. Yeah. And I love that. I feel that like for this episode, how do you feel about this? I feel like the key phrase is like personal power. Like I feel like the, the takeaway here. Um, of course there's all these like little delicious details, but I think all in all, like Capricorn season for me, it's like personal power and tapping into yeah. our personal power. Um, I feel super empowered by that and it's definitely motivating. Um, I don't know about you, but the Mercury retrograde in Scorpio was like a lot. 
Can I tell you how <laughs> breezy it was for me? And I like, I didn't want to say it while it was happening because I was like, literally my life was amazing. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, you know, for you, you're Scorpio moon and you're Pluto and Scorpio, of course. So I don't know, maybe it was your moon like coming through like, yes. Um, but you know, with Scorpio moon too, And anyone listening with heavy Scorpio placements, you know, there's definitely a Plutonian vibe and the Plutonian vibe is all about like death and rebirth, Phoenix rising Mm -hmm. from the ashes. And so sometimes with Plutonian energy, you thrive in those situations because you're like, woohoo, like I'm about to rise from the ashes. (laughs) Like this is it. Um, But I mean, yeah, I'm a Virgo. So the retrogrades just shit on my life, you know? And when people are like, oh, don't blame things on the retrograde, I'm like, well, why not? Okay. Because <laughs> it was real and I was there. Right. I um, will be the only thing that did happen. And I remember commenting on one of your posts. It was like right before the retrograde is like, I had all of these exes reach out to me within like a week. Like, oh my God, they do it. They do. It's like a real <laughs> thing. Every retrograde, I'm like, there's no way. And then they come out of the woodwork. Like one came out of the woodwork, you guys from like, 2008 or something. <laughs> I was like, did I even, was I even out of high school? I remember my period yet? Like you are so old in my life. Like I'm 31. Like what? Who are right. you? It was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. It is hilarious though. Cause you're like, what is going on? That's how I felt. It was like within five days, like, you know, and I'm just like, gosh, I, I don't speak to you. We haven't, there's no. not one indication in your life that I would want you to talk to me right now. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I've obviously like studied and stuff like that. And for me, I mean, I, a part of me thinks it's just karmic. Like sometimes I think the universe will test me. Um, but the other part of me is like, you know, when exes reemerge during the retrograde, it's usually because there's some unfinished business. Mm. And sometimes the retrograde for people is the time that they reach out to finish some business, <laughs> um, which really isn't the greatest time to do it. <laughs> but um, I guess for me, whenever they do reach out, I always just remind myself, like, this is a person who might feel unfinished business with me. And it's just up to me whether I accept or reject. Right. And I think that that's, that's an interesting thing. And I do want to talk about that because I wanted to bring this up when all that was going down and I didn't. So I think that's a nice little segue because, you know, whether or not somebody feels unfinished business with you doesn't mean that you need to speak to them about it or give them any kind of closure if you are not in the place to do that yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that for me, some people have lost all privilege to be in my life in any capacity. And that's totally fine. It's my prerogative. And they can feel any type of way that they want to feel about it, but it's me and my life and I have to do what's best for me. And like, you have to do what's best for you above all else. Yeah. And that's a great piece of wisdom for eclipse season as well. Because again, there's karmic interactions happening and, you know, eclipses are kind of like karmic endings, karmic beginnings. And so while we want to kind of pay attention, we also want to really honor where we're at. And I feel I'm like right there with you on what am I available for? And I used to feel a lot of guilt and shame around people I didn't want to be friends with anymore or even partners or people I didn't want to work with anymore because I was just no longer available for like the mixing of our energies together. 
And what ended up happening for me and continues to happen, it's something I'll work on, is like, I just don't say anything. And then it kind of builds. And then Mm -hmm. they're really surprised when I cut them off. But even in that cutting off process, it's like, hey, could I have done this in a kinder, gentler way? Maybe, but I didn't. And we're in the here and now. And like, at the end of the day, it's like, this is our journey. And yes, there's people on our journeys. But at the end of the day, like we wake up alone and we go to sleep alone. And so we need to make sure that in those waking and sleeping moments that we feel good about ourselves. Um, I read something the other day and, you know, I can be definitely polarizing in my posts and what I talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I've, I work through guilt and shame on that. Like people make me feel really badly about it. And it reminds me of like when I was a child and be like, be quiet, be quiet. And I think that mm. that's why as an adult, I'm like, no, I'm not going to be quiet actually. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's the door. And I read this thing that said, um, it's not your job to like me. It's mine. Yeah. And it was so simple, but I was like, whoa, I feel so much resonance and like clarity in that, in that sentence, because it's true. It's like, not everyone's going to like you anyway. So you really just got to like yourself. And when you've got that mastered, all those other connections, whether good or bad, become easier to navigate. Totally. And that's the thing. It's like, if you feel that everybody likes you, then you're not even being your true self because it's not possible for every person to like you because people, one, most people don't even like themselves. So how are they going to like you? And if you're running your whole life concerned about that, it's like, you're not even living for you. You're living for everybody else. And to me, that is the most miserable existence. Yeah. And I was, you know, I've caught myself doing that, especially in the online space, right? Like Mm -hmm. working predominantly online. It's like, you know, there's the person who's like, I don't care what anyone thinks of me and they care the most. And then there's the person who doesn't care and should care a little bit more. And I think we all fall somewhere on the spectrum. Yeah. I mean, Um, I think it's kind of ridiculous to think like, I absolutely don't care at all what anybody else thinks of me. It's just not true. I mean, there's people in your life that you care how they perceive you, that you care how you show up for certain people. It might not be everybody and let's hope that it's not. But I definitely think that to a certain context, I mean, the underlying thing for everybody in life is like, I need to be loved and accepted. Yeah. And I think the bigger thing, what it comes down to for most people, including myself, it's it's not the veneer of like, whether you care or not. I think the real question is, but why do you care? Mm-hmm. And that question is going to lead you to the work that perhaps you can lean into so that you can grow a little bit. Um, you know, if you care what people think, because it's like, I feel that I need to make money right now. So I'm trying to please everybody. Well, then that, that's a money wound and like that you can work through that. Right. Um, but I mean, I don't know, I'm starting to become very open to just like going online, doing what I need to do on there. And then like hopping the fuck off. Same. Oh my God. Same. <laughs> I'm like, if I could actually just delete Instagram and Facebook off of my phone, life would be good. But I'm like, that's not really a good idea <laughs> for me business wise. Yeah. But, it's so yeah. hard. It's so hard. And I think, again, coming back to what we were talking about for the January 10th eclipse, like not even just eclipse advice, but just general advice. It's like having um, the separation. So like where you have friends in your life that are like, you don't have to like put up that facade that maybe you put on for business in the online space mm-hmm. where it's like kind of like your keep it real friends. Um, and also too, another thing that I want to offer up to anyone listening to this that does run an online business, 
don't forget that it is a-okay to make another Instagram that's private where you get to actually post what you think and how you feel to your actual friends and family. Um, you know, yeah. if you want to utilize the internet, like, you know, back in 2006 when we were using it to actually post funny stuff, you know, like <laughs> you could still use it like that. You know, if you want to still express yourself on the internet, but maybe you're scared of like turning off your audience, you know, there's ways to do it. Yeah, I agree with that. I, oh my gosh. Remember like I didn't have the, any Facebook or anything for a long time, but when I first I remember my college roommate was like, you have to make a Facebook. And I'm like, what do people do on here? You know, and I checked it out and like, everyone's just updating their statuses all day long. Do you remember that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I got really into like any, all of the technology, like, okay, so you're born in 88. So, I mean, I definitely use like uh, AIM messenger and like dial up internet and all of that yeah. stuff. I was really into it. And like, I remember like chatting with people in like other States, like boys and being like 13 and being like, do you have a penis? And just like crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I would really do you, push wait, it. Do you remember but, you'd ask somebody, you'd be like ASL. ASL, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Like, I remember I was babysitting once and I was like on AIM and I was like looking over my shoulder, like I'm going to get caught, like talking to this boy in Indiana. Like it was just crazy. And it's like, now we're using it for business. It's just like, it's, it's wild. Like it's really wild. Like how much it's evolved. It's just going to evolve even more. And I also want to point out to you guys that during Capricorn season, we start to get some um, interaction from Aquarius, Aquarius rules technology. Mm. So um, in January, we'll have Mercury moving into Aquarius. Here in December, we have uh, Venus moving into Aquarius. So yeah, you know, the online space, work, building, all of that, it's going to kind of come into the into play over the next 30 days or so here. Beautiful. So if there's one overall thing that people need to know right now for Capricorn season, and it's like, okay, they listen to this whole thing, but they're like, what do I need to know right now? What can I put into action right now for Capricorn season? What is it? Um, this is going to sound like not fun, but <laughs> um, be willing to get super honest with yourself and be willing to look at the Capricorn part of your chart and be really honest with yourself about whether or not there are things in that area of life that need to be changed. Love it. Love it. Because that's what we're all here for. Change, growth, transformation, yeah. making ourselves the best self possible. I mean, at least if you're listening to the Woman Unleashed podcast, I'm pretty sure you're about that life. <laughs> yeah. And also too, like, yeah, if you're, you know, listening to this and you're a woman, um, Capricorn season is a really cool time to like step into like kind of that bossy vibe. Yes. And Sometimes we slip into the more Pisces spiritual healer, and that's okay too. But we'll get to that in a couple months for Pisces season. Right now is Capricorn time. Boss it up, pull out yes. that inner masculine, and get yes. shit done. Yes. All right. Ah, I love, love it. it. Love it. Love it. So exciting. Oh, sisters, thank you all so much for being here with us today. And if you absolutely loved this episode, I want you to tag Raquel. Take, take a screenshot. Tag Raquel on Instagram. What's your Instagram? It is astrology.with.raquel. 
beautiful. And you can also always catch me at Miss Kelly Kristen. Let us know that you're listening. Um, obviously, we are going to be doing these for every season. So the more that you want to know about a certain season, you can send your questions in. We have all kinds of goodness coming up for you guys, and we will talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Hey, sister. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know another woman that needs to hear this message, I ask that you please share it. And if you absolutely loved what you heard today, I would so appreciate if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes as it helps us to spread the message and grow the community. And that is our number one goal. So if you have not already, join us in the Woman Unleashed Collective on Facebook. This is a safe sisterhood to connect with like-minded women and get all the support you need in your journey to live life unleashed. Until next time, sisters, live life a little more boldly and create some magic.